Amen. Thank you for that. Let's open our Bibles, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're continuing our study about how to be spiritual. And uh, so this is very important. Uh, I do my best to live by these principles. I know that it's changed my life uh, many years ago. Hopefully it can help you. The goal is to be spiritual, to be aware of spirits, and then to have the right spirit, a uh, little less, and then to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's read our text again. We're going to begin reading in uh, verse 9, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. For God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yea, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would lead and guide us as to what to say how to say it, that we could understand this passage about uh, being spiritual, to have discernment, uh, awareness, and intent, uh, to understand the differences between different spirits, and to be of a right spirit, and to be filled and led by the Holy Spirit. We yield to Him now, pray that He do all the work, that you'd open our eyes of enlightenment and give us discernment and give us uh, understanding in the mind of Christ. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so we're going to look at this in an expository fashion. That means to expose verse by verse. Uh, actually, these things are very simple. They're right there in the text if we can understand it so they're basically by way of introduction there are three things that will happen concerning being spiritual first of all is you will be simple unlearned unaware and you will never delve deeper into this subject so you're either going to be controlled by the spirit of the world or the wisdom of man uh, that we read about, um, or you're just going to be ignorant. So you're just going to be a simpleton, 
very, very shallow in your life, in your knowledge, these types of things. That's what most people are. Second thing is going to happen, if you're spiritual, is you will be judged by others, which is normal and natural, and this ought to happen. So other people who are of the wrong spirit or they are simple, they cannot comprehend a spiritual person. So they will judge you. Uh, you're going to be called uh, narrow-minded, old-fashioned, uh, bigoted, you know, all these names. They, they, they can't relate to somebody who is spiritual. Uh, you have a bad attitude. You, know, you have a bad... Or uh, you're, uh, you're judging me, these types of things. And what, but what does the Bible say? You're judged in no man. So if you have this wisdom to be spiritual, when other people judge you, it won't bother you. You expect it. This is what ought to happen. So people of the wrong spirit or are shallow, uh, if they only have the wisdom of man or the spirit of the world, they cannot relate to somebody who is spiritual, of the right spirit. So there's no fellowship and they are going to try to condemn you. And so prepare yourself. Um, I've had to, that's why God told Jeremiah, be not dismayed at their faces. You know, you can't let the attitude or the countenance of someone else change what God is doing in your life. So be prepared for that. If you're spiritual, you're gonna be judged in the wrong way by others. Number three, what's going to happen is your own heart will condemn you. Now, so this is mentioned in 1 John 3. Uh, a lot of times when you're right, your heart will tell you you're wrong. And so the Bible says when, when the, your own heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. Mm -hmm. So you, you learn these things. Should you feel guilty when someone judges you? No. Should you feel guilty when your own heart judges you? No. Because uh, the heart is deceitful and, and desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? So if you have this spirituality, I always say prepare yourself with the knowledge, equip yourselves, arm yourself, so that you're not shocked, you're not surprised, you're not caught off guard. And so uh, the most spiritual people are judged the most by others as having a bad attitude. You know, um, you're judging me. And then every once in a while, your own heart will condemn you when you're right. So uh, that's your choices. You want to be judged by others and your own heart judge you or be shallow and a simpleton. Uh, so uh, I think we know the right decision. So just a real quick review. We are made in the image of God. Uh, spirit, soul, and body. So the Godhead, God the Father is the soul. Jesus Christ, the Word was made flesh. He's the manifestation of the invisible spirit, the body. And then you have the Holy Spirit. So we looked at these things 
um, last week. So let's just give a, a real quick review before we move on to the study tonight, just an overview. You're going to have to know the Word of God because the Word of God never contradicts the Holy Spirit and vice versa. And you should always say, if you feel led of the Spirit, you should also feel read of the Word. So these things will always be in harmony and one, and they will never contradict. Secondly, we must reject our own instincts and intuition, what we call the sixth sense. Uh, that is a spirit, not the Holy Spirit. This is what we would call survival. You know, fear, uh, provide for our family, danger, these senses, uh, yes, you should use those, but do not, do not confuse yourself that that's being spiritual, because it's not. You know, there's a lot of spiritual people out there who uh, are of the wrong spirit. Uh, uh, number three, you must have a discerning spirit of yourself first. So we'll look at this again tonight. You must know your own self by your own spirit. And there's ways that you can do this because spirits communicate with spirits. So as we looked at last week, bodies communicate with other bodies. Souls communicate with other souls. Spirits communicate with other spirits. So if you have a great marriage or a great friendship or a great fellowship in the body of Christ, you have to have all three. You know, you have to have good body language. You have to be in the same proximity. And you have to have good countenance toward one another. And then you have to have good soul relationship of the personalities, the interaction of your, uh, you know, your affections, your desires, these types of things, conversation. Uh, and then you have to have good spirit communication. So... Uh, a marriage that just lives in the same house, but there's no soul conversation of depth, or there's a bad spirit, that's not what we are looking for. So this could be in the church, it could be with your marriage, with the raising of your children, your siblings, um, all these types of things. You have to be discerning. The next thing we looked at is you have to yield to the Holy Spirit to know God, so you have to recognize His presence, yield to Him. In other words, uh, take a step back, humble yourself, and get out of the way, and then yield to what He wants. Remember, Jesus always said, you should pray, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Yielding to the Holy Spirit uh, to overcome our spirit. And then as we looked at in Hebrews 5.14, briefly, you have to have your senses exercised by discerning of good and evil. This is a part of judgment. There are different styles, different trends, different fashions, and uh, different hairs, hairdos, uh, different lingos. You, you ought to exercise your senses. Is this of the world? 
is that worldly? There's nothing wrong with that. If, if you don't exercise your senses, they will never be built up through use. And it's just as true of physical muscles. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. They will, gain, they will grow weak. Atrophy will set in. Same thing spiritually. And, uh, you know, some, I, I, I guess I'm strange. You know, if I see something wrong, I'm going to say it. And, and my wife sometimes doesn't set right with her. You know, even if it's on the TV and I see, I'll talk back to it. So that's the, that is wicked. You know, it's because I do not want to become conditioned and just become a part of what they're trying to push and sell. Uh, that's a sales pitch. I'm not falling for that every time. And uh, sometimes that's annoying uh, to her. Lastly, um, you have to be judgmental, but not in a condescending way. So you're not lifting yourself up by putting others down. You're just simply judging. That's a cow. That's a horse. You know, that's a pig. That's a chicken. You're not. Don't lie to me. Uh, I'm going to use my senses to know and I'm going to judge what's right. And some people don't like that. They can't handle that. So they're going to judge you. It says no man can judge you if you're spiritually judging others. And you don't want your own heart to uh, condemn you. So there's all sorts of spirits. Uh, we want to be spiritual with zeal and fervency to serve God. Romans 1.9, Paul said, I serve God with my spirit. And you want to be filled and led by the Holy Spirit of God. And uh, according to Isaiah 11.2 and uh, also uh, Revelation 5.4, God has a spirit, little s, that moves and he, he, he lives by the power, though, of the Holy Spirit. You have to have your spirit and the Holy Spirit, just like God uses. It's the Spirit of the Lord, little s. Look it up in uh, Isaiah 11 too. So you could say, that is a spirited horse, right? Come prancing. That is a spirited horse. You could say, that is a uh, frisky cat you know that cat or you could say that cat's kind of uh what's the word frick picky what's the word i'm looking for? uh yeah finicky you got a frisky or a finicky right that's an attitude um you could say you know that person is full of life she is full of energy great great spirit or you could say that person is competitive they want to win at everything they do. So, biblically, you know, there's a spirit of dumbness. Uh, a lot of people who have physical problems, it's a spiritual problem. Uh, deaf, they can't hear. There's a spirit of uncleanness. There's a spirit of uh, locked up limbs of the body, withered parts that... Uh, these spirits affect the flesh. So in uh, first or second John, 
the Bible, or is it First John? It says that God would have us, or John said, that you would prosper and be in good health as thy soul prospers. So what gives you a healthy body? A healthy soul. What gives you a healthy soul? A healthy spirit. So if you get beat down and wounded in your spirit, that's going to affect your soul. And then if that affects your soul, that's going to give you physical ailments. You know, very seldom do you go to the doctor, you know, and he says, oh, I diagnosed that you have a bad attitude. <laughs> that, that didn't happen. Or you got, you got let down, disappointed, you got your feelings hurt, and now that's affecting your soul. And now that's giving you uh, indigestion. You know, uh, they don't ever tell you the truth, or very few of them, but the Bible tells us these cause and effect sequences. So, uh, we're going to look at tonight these aspects of being spiritual. This is so important. Aspects of being spiritual. Number one, what happens when you're spiritual? The unknown presence in your life is revealed. Number one, the unknown presence in your life is revealed. It doesn't mean that it it is brought on the scene. It's already there. You did not realize it was present. So look at verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. Now what's it talking about? The things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. There are things God has already given us that are in us that are available to us that we will inherit that most people do not realize it is present. Uh, that's very important. When you're spiritual, the hidden things which are covered up by layers and layers of other things in your life that are on the top and the deep things as it says are on the bottom. God has to search those out. We are unaware of those in our consciousness. So consciousness is what? The things we are aware of. You know, a lot of people have a lot of trauma and sadness and sorrow and suffering that's in them and it has not been revealed to them yet. They're not aware of it. Uh, if you're spiritual, you'll begin to recognize this is my problem. This is why I am. And uh, this goes all the way back to your conception, your birth, your childhood, your upbringing, coping mechanisms we've developed to uh, deal with life. Uh, you know, the more spiritual you are, the more you're aware of what is already present in your life. You know, if you're the oldest child, the youngest child, the, the only child, a middle child, these types of things. And one day God will reveal to you, you'll do or say something or you'll react and God will reveal to you, this is why you're the way you are. This is deep in you. 
You're the problem. You see, too many people want to pass the buck and blame it on somebody else. My problems are me. You know, uh, I guess I can tell you. You know, I, I, I learned a long time ago. Uh, I was struck with fear from a child. And uh, I had to become aware of that. You know, most people, what they do is because of fear. And uh, one, one time I was, uh, I can just tell, I'm traumatized for life. No, God healed me. Uh, you know, I was, we're in Oklahoma, Tornado Alley. My brother was just born. You know how it is. He got to live in the crib in the parents' bedroom. I'm down the hall. It's a pier and beam structure, single pane glass. A tornado is in close proximity. The thunder and the lightning is just crazy. And the windows are about to bust. I was watching them. I was looking at lightning strike. I'm a little bitty kid. I don't know how old was I, three years old? I don't remember. I'm traumatized. Lightning knocked me out of the bed. You know, I never forgot. It, bam, lot. I slammed, and uh, I didn't even go in there. I don't even know if they ever knew it. I, I just tell all sorts of things. And one time, it just came to the realization, you do a lot of what you do because you were struck with fear. You know, and it happens to everybody. Uh, it's kind of hard to admit sometimes. But when you're spiritual, you'll start realizing that's why you do what you do. There's something deep in you. That's why you do what you do. The way you react, the way you correspond, the way you deal with situations, different relationships. When you're spiritual, there will be a revealing you're a smart aleck, you're too competitive, you're afraid, this is why you lose your temper all the time, this is why you have a tendency to be an addict or uh, depend upon certain things, it will be revealed. Number two, the revealing is done by searching. Searching. That's what it says here. Read it again. But God hath revealed them unto us by Spirit, for the Spirit does what? Searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. What does the Spirit search? A few things? A couple things? All things. And what does He search? The deep, deep things. Deep, deep things. Now, some people call these the false layers of ego. Basically, pride, coping mechanism. So as these things build up, the real use in the deep depth of your soul. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching what? The inward parts of the belly. Uh, if you've ever been to like Yellowstone and been up to Mammoth Springs with those terraces where they say it can grow up to a foot a year, foot and a half a year, and these mineral deposits uh, create shells and it just keeps building up. That's what it's like inside of us. These things build up. They build up. And then sometimes people want to uh, blow a little steam. You know, I blew my top. You know, some, there was some crevice and it just, the pressure blew. But how are we going to know what's revealed? Searching. So, first of all, God's going to search us. 
with the Holy Spirit. And then, and we'll show you verses later, we search ourselves with our own spirit. So most people are not willing to do this. They will not contemplate. They will not reflect. They will not enter into deep meditation. They will not be still and quiet. They will not turn off the noises. They're afraid to be alone. And they will not search. And God gave you a spirit and intent and free will to search what's in you. And why do you do this? Why are you like the way you are? Why is it that you have a tendency to do certain things? Why is it that you lean a certain way naturally? Why is it that you lose your temper easily? Why is it that you're more prone to addictions? Why is it that you need to be social? Why is it that you always want to be alone? Uh, these types of things. So if you're not willing to search, it'll never be revealed. And I, I fully believe that that's why a lot of people, they don't want the real Word of God. They don't want the Holy Spirit to search what's in them because they're afraid of what's in there. And you could even say down there. You know, how many people think it's a head problem? Well, if you can just get some counseling, you know, and, and lay on the couch and pay how much you, an hour and let them blame it on your grandpa. Uh, or, you know, if you can just get a, a higher standard of living for your body. Uh, more luxuries. Ease of life. Uh, or... Psyche, the whole word psychology is from the word soul, psychology. That doesn't solve the problem. What solves the problem? Deep, deep searching all the way down to the belly. So some people think it's intellectual. No, that's in your head. Some people think it's emotional. No, that's in your heart. That's what you feel. The real you is in your belly. And uh, Jesus plainly said, if you believe on him, out of your belly would flow rivers of uh, living water. And your spirit searches uh, is what God uses to search what? The inward parts of the belly, which is what? The deepest part of you. And so how many people would say, I've got a gut? feeling if you're right with God you follow your gut I'll say that you know, I had this I had this gut feeling how many times some, you get bad news or something and, and somebody else said I feel like I got punched in the what guts I didn't get a weird thought I didn't get a weird emotion something down here is not set setting right and so, you know, are we willing to just yield to the Holy Spirit and do some deep searching? I'm searching. Um, you know, I, I think that a lot of times it's good to look at old photographs and bring up childhood experiences and maybe relive some things in your life. Why? Because if you use your spirit, you can search some things out. Uh, 
The shallow people just go, oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, remember when the, everything we do ought to be a searching. You know, I remember when that happened. I remember when my aunt, no, when my cousin, who was a girl, tried to get her mother to pick a fight with my mother. Now, I, I know why she did it. Uh, it was all over Mountain Dew. <laughs> Things come up, and you know, why did that happen? I know why it happened. I remember why it happened. And you know, and if you know some people, what's scary is when you know somebody else more than they know themselves. And a spiritual person can not only know themselves, they can know somebody else better than that person knows themselves. That's when they really get mad when you judge what you know's in them and why they're doing it. Uh, get ready. Uh, but praise the Lord, they can't judge you. Why? We will never come under condemnation. Praise the Lord. Romans 8.1. So the revealing is done by what? Deep, deep searching. All right, number three. These are just aspects of being spiritual. Uh, just to review, remind you, this principle applies to the Holy Spirit and your spirit. If you only apply this to your spirit or only to the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be truly spiritual because your spirit has to search out your, your life to realize who you are so you can turn to God, so His grace can be sufficient, so the Word of God and the Holy Spirit can meet your true need, and you're not going to know what it is if it hasn't been revealed to you. How many people are looking for a solution or a remedy, and they go to the wrong place, and they, they do the wrong thing to try to solve the problem? Happens all the time. All the time. Now, how many, the old saying, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Uh, somebody might have a problem mechanically with their vehicle. They go in, it's misdiagnosed. Oh, this is what you need. You, you believe them, you spend a lot of money. Then later on that week, you hear the same noise, same problem. They dealt with something that wasn't even the real problem. And, you know, it's real sad, but I see it all the time. Then people attack each other because they misinterpret either what's happening or the searching, or they didn't like somebody else who was spiritual. Or then you have people thinking they're spiritual and they're not. You know, this, this causes a lot of uh, problems. And good old independent Baptists are the worst at this because they think they're more spiritual than everybody else. You know, I got more conviction than they do. And, you know, when you first start out, you, you better believe you're right, which we still do. But, you know, the more you learn, the more you realize what's really important and what's really not. And then you could assign something to spirituality when it's not. So then this is why, you know, we're against militant, militant, independent Baptist service. 
You know, you've got to do this or you're not spiritual. You, you've got to do that. And, you know, that's why we, the old fundamentals, yeah, they're fundamental, all right. Uh, they list about five things you've got to do to be spiritual. And then it becomes regimen and militaristic. And if the spirit's not in it, you're just going through the motions. And you'll see a lot of people get caught in a rut. And it's very quiet in here. I hope you know what I'm trying to explain but I've seen this my whole life. Uh, I'll give you an example, and we'll probably obviously run out of time. When we were at Bible college, if you did not ride the night bus, you were backslid. You know, they told you. If you don't, so you have to get the picture here. It's a one hour, one way trip. You gotta get up at four in the morning, go wake your bus kids up ride the bus then you have to take them home ride the bus then you have to pick them up for night church and then you have to go to church then you have to take them back home to chicago and you're going to get home about 1 30 in the morning and you got to get up at six and you're taking 20 hours a semester and so they would say you're not spiritual and right with god if you don't go back for the night bus now, every person has their own choice. I tried it for a while. I said, that's not spiritual at all. That's dumb. I came to Chicago to go to college. You know, I came to make good grades. I came to get an education. I didn't come to do what you told me to do, that what you think I have to do is spiritual. And there's almost fistfights over it. I mean, they get up and preach sermons. You're a, you're a low-life backslide if you don't ride the night. And, you know, and the guys who did that, they end up cheating on their wife, quitting, got it, all kinds. You know, it was a, it was a, there were some good ones. I'm not saying, there's always generalities and exceptions. But, you know, I learned, and, and then they would say, and I'm not against the night bus, by the way. If God leads you to do it, ride the night bus. Then they would say, if you don't get up at 6 or whatever it was on Saturday and do the prayer meeting, you're backslidden, you're, you're a failure, you'll never amount to anything. Now, you're taking 21 hours a semester. You're working 60 hours a week. You're preaching in the jail and the bus and, and, and I just, sorry, I need, an, I, I need to sleep. Sorry, call me what you want to. I'm not going. And uh, caused a lot of grief by a lot of people. Not, not just me, a lot of people decided, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that's very spiritual. Uh, so, that's just an example. Militants doesn't mean you're spiritual. First of all, if your heart's not in it, you're not even going to get a reward anyway. If you're not doing it willingly of your heart. So um, I hope you know what I'm saying. I don't want to discourage anybody. Serve God right. Be spiritual. We're not condoning sin or anything like that. So this principle applies. Your spirit must search out you. And then you must use your spirit to communicate with the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit search out you. And when you do, you'll be truly spiritual. 
Now, we're just getting started on this. Uh, I think it's very, very interesting, very, very important. Uh, some of you may have something to add to this, but we'll continue next week. We're out of time. But just think about how many people are of the wrong spirit and think they're spiritual. Or how many people get mad when somebody else is spiritual or how many people their own heart tries to talk them out of being spiritual happens all the time so there is peace calmness serenity uh, that passeth knowledge and you're never going to find out the deep things unless you're searched and you're never going to be searched unless you do some spiritual work and when that happens you're going to get a revealing a revealing of who and what you really are and when you find out who and what you really are God's grace will immediately heal you immediately strengthen you encourage you and then you can be who God made you to be originally and who you are in Christ. It's a great thing. Alright, if you have any questions, let me know. Let's stand, please. Please pray for those who are not feeling well.